welcome to the Become a Writer Today podcast with Brian Collins. Here you'll find practical advice and interviews for all kinds of writers. Hi there, this is Brian Collins from Become a Writer Today. And last year I published a book called The Power of Creativity. It's a three-part series where I cover topics like how to find ideas when you don't have any and how to find success with your work. And in the three-part series, I also feature the stories of creative masters like Henri Matisse and the photographer Robert Mapplethorpe. And in this extract from that book, I'm going to explain how Robert Mapplethorpe used the power of constraints to become more creative. New York man Robert Mapplethorpe wanted to do one thing with his life, to live for art. During his teens and early 20s, he experimented with drawing, painting and sculpture. Then in 1970, a friend gave Robert a loan of a 360 LAN camera. It was a clunky but technically simple silver and black device. Robert settled on the camera as his creative tool of expression because it was more honest. At first, Robert restricted himself to only taking pictures of his former girlfriend and lifelong creative partner, the singer, Patti Smith. The confines of a single muse shaped his creative vision and enabled him to hone his technique. In the book, Just Kids, Patty writes, he, Robert, was comfortable with me and he needed time to get his technique down. The mechanics of the camera were simple, but the options were limited. That wasn't the only restriction Robert faced. In the 1970s, camera film was expensive and Robert couldn't afford to make mistakes with his pictures. So he made every shot count. Robert developed his technique and visual eye with the 360 LAN camera and later a Polaroid. In 1973, he held his first solo photography exhibition at the Light Gallery in New York. With success came more financial and creative resources. A rich patron bought Robert an expensive Hasselblad camera. This was a type of camera previously used to photograph the moon landings. And although a professional grade camera gave Robert more choices and control over his use of light, he didn't learn anything about the creative process from having access to more powerful tools. According to Paddy Smith, Robert had already defined his visual vocabulary. The new camera taught him nothing. It just allowed him to get exactly what he was looking for. And what Robert was looking for was to document New York's S&M scene. And a subsequent exhibition shocked audiences and impressed his peers. He said, I don't like that particular word, shocking. I'm looking for the unexpected. I'm looking for things I've never seen before. I was in a position to take those pictures. I felt an obligation to do them. Robert went on to photograph a series of male and female nudes, delicate flower still lives and portraits of artists and celebrities. He also collaborated intensely with the world's first female bodybuilder, Lisa Leon. He continued to push his photography forward as an art form until he died of AIDS in 1989. Today, Robert is regarded as one of the 20th century's most provocative visual artists and his work is displayed in galleries around the United States, South America and Europe. The creative power of limits. You see, limitations aren't confining, they're liberating. Creative masters like Robert Mapplethorpe saw chaos around them and brought order to it. And what better way to bring order than to restrict yourself to a few chosen tools, a big idea or a single means of expression? If you were told you could write, draw, film or paint anything you liked using any material imaginable, it would be difficult to know where to start. However, if you were given a creative brief that required you to write 1,000 words about the importance of storytelling, 
or to sketch Dublin City at dawn using only charcoal, these restrictions would force your brain to come up with more inspired ideas. You see, you can overcome creative overwhelm by narrowing your choices. For example, if you don't have the freedom to work on your ideas for eight hours straight because you have a job or other personal commitments, use the constraint of time to create what's more important to you first thing in the morning or late at night. Don't be afraid of a looming deadline. Use it as a catalyst to drive yourself and your project forwards. Or if you lack the financial resources to conclude your project, why not reduce, remove or simplify your work and then finish what you can afford? You can always come back to the unfinished parts of your creative projects later on. Creative masters like Robert Maplethorpe imposed or imposed constraints around their works rather than seeking out unlimited resources. These constraints helped them learn more about the creative process. Because when you have too much freedom, getting started or finishing your work can feel impossible. On the other hand, artificially imposed constraints will help you come up with better ideas and give you an end goal to work towards. It will narrow your creative vision and help you focus on what's most important. So I hope you've enjoyed listening to that extract from The Power of Creativity. And if you're interested in learning more about The Power of Creativity or about Robert Maplethorpe, just visit thepowerofcreativitybook.com and you'll get the first book in the three-part series for free. And I particularly like Robert Maplethorpe's story because I know lots of writers and artists say things like, oh, if only I had more time, I'd be able to write my novel. Or if only I had more money, I could quit my day job and then I could really work on my art or my craft. And the story of Robert Maplethorpe shows that even though he experienced success later in his career and he got all the resources and the backing he needed to buy expensive and fancy tools. He actually learned the most about the creative process when he didn't have a lot. In other words, when he used what he lacked to put constraints around his work and to perfect his technique. And sure, there's a time for tools and a time for resources, but all of that can come later once you've done the work and once you've got your technique down. I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. If you did, please leave a rating on the iTunes store. And if you want to accomplish more with your writing, please visit becomearitertoday.com forward slash join and I'll send you a free email course. Thanks for listening.